0: to the Brain Candy Podcast. Is that window open? No, it's shut. Oh, You're nuts. just... Your
1: leaf blowers are working <laughs> extra hard today. They're making sure all them leaves are...
0: Well, all warm. right. That's fine. Uh, we have some serious business to attend to we have a kickstarter
1: it's super serious business guys if you <laughs> like us on the podcast and if you're listening you probably do because uh we're hilarious you would probably <laughs> love us in video form too and maybe you already do because you liked the challenges yeah. and that's just what we're going to talk about
0: The idea of the Kickstarter is that Sarah and I, we love the podcast, and we're going to talk a lot about the challenge that Sarah's on, Rivals 3, coming up starting in May. But we also thought it would be cool if we could do a little bit more content and show some footage and and interviews with like former cast members and exclusive stuff that you can't really do on a podcast all the time. And so we're like, wait. But this takes time and money, so we need your help. And uh, we have little of both, so <laughs> we just want you guys to support um, our project. It's on Kickstarter, Back to Reality. Um, I think it's called the Challenge Commentary Show, web series or something. Yeah. Um, but we'll put the link on our site and all that. But please support us. There's perks. We will call you if you um, donate a certain amount. We will FaceTime
1: art yes sarah's art
0: is available and like whatever if you want something different i'll give you whatever you want i'm not i'm not above begging or prostituting yourself out i don't mind sake of our podcast it's it's for a good cause you know so do that and um what else oh follow us on youtube we have this new channel which is where the web series will exist should we reach our goal yeah uh, we, we will come on, people. I know. I do believe it. We're we're currently in the first week, and we already have like twelve hundred or more dollars, and we're trying to reach four thousand. So we so have a long way to go. Fast. Have a long way to go, but we're doing yeah. really good. So thank you guys so much for your support. we love you to. Pee. I really do. It warms my heart. I know. When I see it, I think, oh my gosh, I love these human beings. So thanks.
1: Thanks, guys.
0: Today we're going to talk about race. We're getting serious. Yeah. Um, here's why I am from Pittsburgh and recently there was a local anchor. She's been on the, um, I guess it's ABC affiliate Mm -hmm. for 18 years. She's super pretty mom, whatever. And she's very popular and white woman. Mm -hmm. And she had wrote a blog about a shooting that happened in Wilkinsburg, outside of pittsburgh which is uh, our urban uh low socioeconomic area but primarily populated by african-american people and the people that were victims of the shooting were african-american but we don't know who shot them we don't know who killed all these people and her blog was so stupid and tone deaf and horrendous oh god and the more she wrote the worse it got oh god so first she was like my heart is heavy because i all these people are dead and there she went into weird graphic detail about the bodies of the people and stuff and then she was like and we we don't have to think we don't have to be a criminal profiler to know who did it these were young black men <sighs> And they probably have absentee fathers and their moms oh have my kids from different dads. And it went on... It was so bizarre and specific about people that we are hypothetical. Right. We don't know who did it. Yeah. And she's a newscaster who's supposed to be unbiased. Yes, me. that's the
1: biggest... I mean, that amongst other things are yeah. one of the bigger problems. And
0: so... It went on and on, and then it went into this separate spiel about how, but she went to like the Cheesecake Factory and saw this black kid working so hard, and she went and told his manager what a great job he was doing. It was like Whitey pats him on the back. Is so. uh, What's
1: the word? It's like passive racism. Yeah. Like she's She thinks she's being. And I think that's that. There's so much subtle racism that takes place. I mean, it's there are racial biases and stereotypes that we just naturally act on and and we can barely control. Yes. But being aware of them is very important and aware she is not.
0: Right. It yeah. was just sort of like, "Oh, privilege, calm down. You are so out of your lane." Like Well, and the uh, uh, so he doesn't need a pat on the back from and she said, "I wonder when the last time girl when was the last time someone gave him a compliment? What? What? Why, Why are you And you theorizing? wouldn't do that
1: if he were a white right. kid.
0: Yeah. So it's oh, basically that makes, like... That's really
1: Her disgusting. being like,
0: son, you know, oh, you know all that stuff. Yeah. So it's gross. And I see this being reposted on Facebook because I have a lot of Pittsburgh friends still. And I was like, oh, hell no. Like people are posting it, siding with her? Yeah. Oh. Or... Some of both. Yeah. Some people were outraged and some people were like, hey, look, isn't this nice? And I was like, wait a hot C- second.
1: Because I think she's saying more about her, her status by pointing out <laughs> others than helping the other people. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
0: There were so many things wrong with her post that I didn't know how to articulate them all. So I just wrote a post back on my public Facebook page where I was like, hey, Wendy Bell, here's why you're a dummy <laughs> and how you shouldn't write stuff like this. Cause her blog in general, I find to be condescending and, um, just smug. Mm-hmm. And, but this one was like, okay, you don't even know who actually killed these people. There right. aren't any, uh, formal sub suspects right. or any witnesses or whatever. So I wrote this thing and it got a lot of attention. Um, and people kept sh- sharing it and stuff. And so like for the first week, Uh, Mostly it was people saying, yeah, what the heck, she's an idiot.
1: Uh Uh-oh, then what? (laughs) Well, she got
0: fired. (gasps) She
1: got (laughs) I mean, well, because she's failing to do her job in the right way.
0: Right. It's not like it was just me. They can go hire Fox (laughs) News. (laughs) Right. Uh, She'll be just fine. There's plenty of outlets that love that kind of talk. And that's the problem, is that... So, a lot of the people then, after she got fired, they came to my page, were real mad about it. And here's what they always said. It's always like these dumb... It's like they have a script. They must get it from Fox News. Freedom of speech. In America, we have freedom of speech and she should be allowed to say whatever the fuck she wants. And I'm like, dumb, dumb. Freedom (laughs) of speech does not mean freedom from consequences when you speak it. That's It means you won't go to jail, you dumbass. Yeah. So... And she was writing. Not oh. a, her page was Wendy Bell W T A E. It was the f- actual station. Right. In so the if handle. you're the
1: station, yeah, is if if she, if she's a speaker for the station, yeah, then you want to, you know, because this is what these people don't understand. It's like, at, where do you draw the line? If subtle racism is okay and tolerated, if the station were to just keep her on and like be like, yeah, go ahead, Wendy, write that. <laughs> keep keep them coming then (laughs) i mean and i don't want to make this whole jump like you know this is often people don't like when you do this in arguments but like the slippery slope thing yeah yeah like how much do you allow because
0: i was satisfied when she apologized and took the post down i wasn't angling for her to get fired um, yeah. because I think it would be actually beneficial for us to start a dialogue. Right. And, and I think she, she should know yeah.
1: what maybe re- between lines to see
0: how she doesn't think that she did anything wrong though, because even though she apologized, cause she, they she was forced to, she then later, cause this went national, it was in right. the New York times and associated press and the associated press, she said to them, she oh, didn't God. get a fair shake. She didn't get a fair shake. It's like. Oh, oh, you the, are
1: like, that's a poor choice of words. And she
0: feels like she's the victim in this. And part of the reason is because there are thousands of people, given the response I've received, there are thousands of people writing to her saying like, yeah, it's true, isn't it? Who do you think killed those people? And saying like, because she statistically is possibly right, mm-hmm. that that justifies her A- theorizing the race well it's not her job
1: to do that if if she were a criminal profiler who was actually looking into who did it (laughs) then maybe that would be an appropriate person to be like hmm let's think about who the possible suspects are okay i'll give you that yeah you're probably familiar with the area familiar like not somebody who goes into hair and makeup every morning to, you know.
0: <laughs> and the thing is, like, people that would come to my page were like, you don't know Pittsburgh. You've never been to Wilkinsburg. I'm like, dude, ah, uh, hello, I got my doctorate. <laughs> oh, first of all, he goes, um, you've never been to Wilkinsburg. Google it, meaning that black people live there. And I wrote, I got my doctorate in at the University of Pittsburgh. Google it. And furthermore, I used to go to church, a primarily black church in Wilkinsburg called the Covenant Church of Pittsburgh. And I just think it's interesting that they think that if I were familiar with that area, then I would be like, oh, OK, you can be a racist then. Right. And may, even if it's not racist, because I have no idea of Wendy Bell is a literal racist. But I do notice that her post was prejudiced and yes. totally inappropriate. Yeah. So anyway, that's what inspired me to want to do this. And people are all worked up about it. And then I started like laughing to myself about the concept of being an accidental racist. Yeah. Because... What, what do you mean? Well, so, like, I recently went to a Mexican restaurant. Oh, God. And, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and so... The food came out super quick, and this is a Mexican restaurant in which the server himself was probably Mexican. And I was like, "Oh, look at you, Speedy Gonzalez!" And I was like, "Oh, oh no, you did!" I was accidentally racist because I would say worst. that at Chili's or wherever right, too. It right. just happened to be, so I was accidentally racist. Have you ever been uh, accidentally racist? Probably. Uh, I've definitely. I oh the whole the
1: phrase. Well, there's the pot calling the kettle black. Like, is that racist? I, I think there it could be in the wrong. Well, okay, this is interesting. I just read an article that talked about what is racist and what is not, or like the definition of racism. You, racism isn't defined by the person who's speaking the racist comment. It's defined by the people listening and the person being spoken to. So if somebody deems what you are saying is racist then it is. So if somebody were to be offended by, you know, and if I, Ooh, if I feel like I've maybe used that one on the challenge before, and it just happened to be with somebody. I don't
0: think it's racist. I don't,
1: I didn't think, I don't think so either, but I, I'm sure I got to look for, uh, but (laughs) as far as, but obviously accidentally, I don't mean to be, uh, but I think maybe also when this is embarrassing, like, (laughs) I happen to really like music that is not sung by white girls from the suburbs. And sometimes when I dance to that music, it's so terrible. It looks like a parody. So one could say that. (laughs) Like, what song would be an example? Oh, gosh. Okay. Like, I love this new song called Panda that's out. And, like,. And, Any music out of Compton, I also really like it, like Kendrick
0: Lamar and stuff. And, oh, okay, you know, and I just, I just like. And so it. when you dance to it, you're I just. So abs-
1: I'm that I'm, I'm white. All right, there you go. I am <laughs> not. A, I, you know what I am? I'm a wedding dancer. <gasps> Yes, like, where all of it's, like, a little bit funny. Like, there's probably a, 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 a sprinkler thrown in there or, like, you know, the grocery <laughs> so shopping cart. Like- so I- <clears throat>
0: accidentally. So, it kind of, maybe so it looks like So, even your dancing album. is accidentally racist. Probably.
1: <laughs> because people are like, oh, she must be mocking them. You know what I mean? Because that's lo- so terrible.
0: I looked up to see if it was racist because I feel like it sounds racist. What, but Popcorn what- the kettle Black? No, something else. Oh, what? I always say... Oh, I haven't seen you in a coon's age, but that sounds way <laughs> racist. But when I looked it up, they said it was about a raccoon. Well, duh. His eight, how they live as a whatever. They live long- a long time. I, I don't know. And so I was like, wait, but that's just not something I can say anymore because no, you should not say that. <laughs> But it's it, what it's like, um, sounds folksy to me.
1: Yeah. Well, let me
0: look it up right if now. If you were to
1: say that while holding your banjo, if, you, the po- first thing that comes would... up
0: is Coon's age, Coon's age, racist, <laughs> uh, Question mark? okay. It's a period of time that denotes a long while has elapsed. Um, but is it, it's fallen out of, oh no, it's fallen out of favor and it's considered yeah. offensive. I
1: would say so too. God
0: damn it. See, that's me being an accidental racist.
1: Yeah. Um, hmm. It says,
0: raccoons of of it. are not truly long-lived, but their fur is quite hardy, which may have given rise to the belief that raccoons live for a long that's time. weird. <laughs> raccoons also wash their food off before they eat it. And their name
1: comes from the name, of, like, cat who washes his food. I thought that was interesting.
0: What? I'm just talking more about raccoons
1: and <laughs> racism. I just know a lot about raccoons.
0: Maybe I should change it up and be like, I haven't seen you in a donkey's age or like some uh, of the... A tortoise wait. age. Oh, that's better. But parrot's it's not age. cute. A, a, a parrot's I haven't age. seen you in a tortoise's age. <laughs> no, that sounds terrible. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> let's let's um, leave the... Uh... Okay, wait. So do you feel like... I remember on them... All right, what are you looking up right now? I'm looking
1: up something on racism that oh, I was okay. researching So uh, Get you, out of here. You probably, my-
0: you, probably, you probably don't remember this because you weren't born yet or something, but <laughs> on the first season of The Real World, do you remember the fight with Julie and... I swear somebody got slapped in the
1: face. Fi- no, that's not. That's that
0: possible. was like eight I years later. Know, <laughs> I know, I uh, No,
1: because I was probably like six when I came on out. On the
0: first season, which was New York... Julie, this sort of naive Southern girl was fighting, a white girl who's fighting with Kevin, who's a black guy. And he said, I mean, it got really heated and he, he, she said, you're being racist, you know? Mm-hmm. And he said, that's not possible. A black person can't be racist because, um, you have to have power to be racist. Oh, that's a very educated statement I think he made, yeah, though. Yeah, he said, race plus power equals racism. So, or whatever. Yeah. So, like, what is that? When it, what oh, do you, How do you interpret that? That is so interesting. Um,
1: you know, because... So in like any field of academia, it's very important. Multicultural yeah. issues are something, no matter what you're studying, is something that I make sure you're well-versed in. And the first step in dealing with any multicultural issues is accepting what you are and knowing the privilege that you have and knowing, um, and in knowing the privilege you have, you have to understand the privilege that other people do not have. And I absolutely think that that's a fair statement to make that you, um, it's power, it's access to power, really. And
0: so like, you feel like a woman can't be sexist, for example, uh, By
1: definition, no, but I think a woman can be, and there's another word for this because we did, I had this discussion in a, in a class once. There's another word for it that they're like prejudice, but not sexist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's like you, if you really break down the terms into what they mean, Mm -hmm. like, any ism racism sexism is a systematic um uh like oppression of a certain group based on whatever <clears throat> so we are oppressed because we're women but we are not oppressed because we're white women mm-hmm. you know and super cute and <laughs>
0: <Pots>. <laughs> adorable
1: adorbs <laughs>
0: Um, You know what? One of my favorite stories about race was this recently was that Rachel Dolezal or whatever her name is, the woman.
1: Oh. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We oh, okay. This is the one of the more bizarre stories that I've ever heard. Uh huh. You know, and I think you and I talked about this when we weren't on camera.
0: Yeah, we. Or on I don't radio. think we had a
1: podcast at the time. We didn't. Uh, so refresh people's memory.
0: Real okay, quick. well, Rachel Dolezal, and I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but anyway, she was this woman who was essentially in blackface, yeah, and was presenting herself as a woman of color, and uh, in fact was looked like me in real life. Yes. like she was blonde growing up and uh, came from the Midwest and this super white family, and but she claimed to identify as Black, right. and oh, that, but worse than that, I'm out, i I'm. Gro- <laughs> she worked for the NAACP, I believe. I could have that wrong, but she worked for an organization that okay. represented black people. She was a professor of African studies. Well, she's very really educated woman. You can.
1: I don't think that you need to be part of a group to speak on it. Sure. Like I well, think yeah. that that's a big misunderstanding. But if you, but somebody who speaks for a group or somebody speak who is uh, like I was just reading something that the one of the men who sits on the board or runs like the Jewish some like Jewish cultural sure. thing isn't Jewish. That's but right. he, but he runs like their finances, which is kind of ironic. But um, <laughs> that that was
0: a racist joke. <laughs> That's right. That's so <laughs> I love that you were racist on a race episode, <laughs> and then I don't go do ahead and it. Say don't it. do it. I married to Jew. <laughs> she has a lot of Jewish friends.
1: Oh, okay. So I don't think. Okay, let me get back to my whole point. Is I don't. I'm not think, ready. Oh God. What? <laughs> she still thinks that's hilarious. We're not going to skip over it. I want to.
0: <laughs> because it's a, it's here's the thing. I am not a politically correct person. That's why typically I wouldn't even call Wendy Bell out. It was just that she's a newscaster and it's inappropriate journalism. Mm-hmm. But because if the joke is funny, yeah. I don't mind yeah. any I, joke. I, I get it. You, you can, can make laugh, any kind of joke sure. as long as it's funny. And that was real funny. But Thanks. Go, ahead. Thanks. go ahead.
1: Okay. So back to back to this, this gal. So I get it. <laughs> you still can't take it. <laughs>
0: I'll
1: give you a minute.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. It's just so great.
1: <laughs> so she's saying that she feels like she's part of that group, or she, she, I don't know, that resonates with her or something. Now, and how you and I discussed it before is that same kind of slippery slope argument. I think we were talking about transgender issues, and we were saying, okay, if you're born. You feel like you're that? And then you went so far as to say, well, what about those people who are, um, uh, they feel like they want to be handicapped. Like they want, they feel like they should be okay. And then what about somebody who feels like they're part of another race? I, and what I answered when we talked about this, not on the radio is a transgendered person. If you scan their brain has a brain that looks the same as. The gender that they identify with yeah so a male transgender brain looks like a male that's born a male. those areas of the brain that that are similar and light up you can't tell <laughs> me that rachel's brain and I, it's not different like that we're not talking about something that is biological we're talking about something like that you you associate with because you've gone through that hardship that's like you know going through a Freaking earthquake. And then you have been on the other side of the world and be like, Oh, yep. I know what it was like to go through that earthquake. I feel you. I like, no, you don't. <clears throat> you were sitting in your house and nothing, everything was fine. Meanwhile, you know, I'm drowning over here yeah, and I lost my whole family. And so you can't say that it, they, no, no, no. I just think that's totally freaking weird.
0: I think that the thing that really ruined it for her wasn't that she even said she identified in that way or that she connected to that culture, but that she misled people and was, uh, you know, pretending to be something that she wasn't. Yeah, you she can did. Connect with the she was the president of the NAACP for Spokane, Washington, and she was a, a professor of African studies, which a lot of. Not people that aren't of color are can be great, right? Instructors. That's totally fine. Yeah,
1: but to say that you've had and th- what we do know is that there are physiological and psychological impacts of a a community or a a group that deals with racism. Yeah. African Americans deal with chronic stress that's documented. By the American Psychological Association, like time and time again, there are serious, serious impacts of, you know, chronic stress. And
0: due to you oppression can't say and...
1: that she experiences that kind of con- chronic stress in the same way somebody who is African American does.
0: Mm-hmm. She was such an interesting character because it was just so absurd. And then, and she, and she kept it up for so long, even in interviews where she would be like, like, right. kind of like, Mm-mm. um, but now the truth is out and it was just such a weird thing to do. Like most people would not, do you think there's a lot of people like that, that want to, that are genuinely living a life that is not representative of their uh, racial identity? Ooh. Or... Cause that's uh, pretty weird, but maybe it's really more common question. than you think. Maybe
1: it, you know, and It's very difficult for me to comment because there are only certain groups that I'm exposed to. Like if I had more um, okay, this is going to this is going to sound like I'm not backing this up with a lot of good information here, but there's a new Real Housewives, The Real House <laughs> Yeah, see, it's all bad if you start saying okay, like that. That's okay. It's called The Real Housewives of the Potomac. Have you heard about this or seen this? Never. Okay, so they have Let's just say if you got the Real Housewives of the Potomac and the Real Housewives of Atlanta together, they would not like each other because Mm -hmm. they're and I am not in any way putting these labels on people. This is like the labels that this is what it looks like as a viewer, that there is a like an. Oh, gosh. These the women from the Potomac seem like they're. They really want to change negative stereotypes about black women, and they are, and just the same way, you know, the ones in Atlanta are. They're very educated. They're you know making money. They have great jobs. But these women of the Potomac try very hard. They they throw around the word like, oh, that's ghetto. Oh, that's what do they call it? The new one is thought. T-H-O-T, that hoe over there. I learned that one recently. That's like a word going around. What does that mean? Around. It's like, oh, that thought, oh, like sh- that hoe over there is what that stands for. And it's like, so they're they're definitely not cool with women being like that, where they're all about it in Atlanta. And it's just like different groups. And I can't speak on it because I'm a white woman and I don't know what it's like. But I can only imagine how you would have to, it would be, oh God. And, you know, African-American women kind of get it from both sides. You're a woman. And what do they call it? There's a name for it. It's called, uh, oh God, multiple, gosh darn it. Or or like multi-level or multi-something racism where you experience it. And if you are anything else, like if you are also lesbian or also, uh, you know, a member of, I don't know, any other, like, Hmm. I can't remember what it is, but it just, it makes, it multiplies. It has like a multiplying effect.
0: Like when you see the statistics about um, wage inequality, but that is so much more extreme when you just look at women of color. Oh, yeah. And how they make even less per you know, per dollar oh, than yeah. say a white man or a white woman, black man. You know, there it's a scale and yes. it's really troubling. And that's why for me the Trump uh campaign <sighs> has been uh eye opening and like what uh, do you think about the people who are black or
1: Latino who are for Well, him? you know,
0: Sarah, just this experience with the anchor woman in the post that I wrote, a lot of the folks that were mad at me were people of color. Yeah. And they were saying, you know, like, we grew up in this neighborhood and we see it all the time. And oh, what I Wendy know. was saying is true. Right. So I I can't speak but to them. But they're coming
1: from a real life
0: experience that they, they could, can say it. They
1: can totally say it.
0: If they want to say whatever, that is just not this woman's job to do the anchor woman. And it's not appropriate. But it just, I do feel a little, um, like my hands are tied because what can I do? I felt even a little weird writing the post because it's like how I have so much privilege, but I can't apologize for that. All I can do is make sure I'm aware of all the ways that I have been uh, put in a position that other people would fight to get in and are Prevented from receiving.
1: There you go. That's it. It's like you have to be aware, and awareness is the big thing. And don't pretend. You know what? What is your feeling on? You know, there are some people who argue for the end of multiculturalism, and some people who think that's important. Mm -hmm. Now, and I think another thing that that people get mixed up is the definition of of culture and race.
0: Yeah. Well, so like in academia, of course, there's a lot of talk about how race is a social construct. Uh And then of course, biologically, there are no No differences. And so a lot of what people are actually talking about is cultural. But you know, when reading through a lot of the comments that people wrote to me and and they would talk about people of color in this horrible way and, oh, they just, they're killing each other and things like that. I'm like, have you, like we've talked about it. Have you seen the wild and wonderful whites of West Virginia or Uh whatever? I mean- there are plenty of white communities that are behaving in ways that are despicable. Yeah. A lot of them are at the Trump rallies, by the way, and yeah, no joke. Like they to the protesters Those just don't get
1: publicized. Those,
0: do, I, it, it is. There's a media bias. Yes, yeah, a
1: huge. I can't stress enough: huge media bias.
0: And so, like you know, the, a lot of the tests, uh, psychology studies that you've looked at where, you know, how they'll put th- things on the screen, like, um, like that you're, you don't even realize you're watching. Yeah. And if you've been primed to see uh, a black face, yeah. then you have more yes. leanings towards like you have more fear that shows up in your brain and stuff like that. And these are all beneath the surface. You don't even know you've seen a black guy cause the images go so quickly. Mm-hmm. And yet, there's implicit bias there in our psychological makeup. And so you can't prevent that, Mm -hmm. but you can work against it and aim to be beyond that. And have an awareness.
1: And it makes it very difficult when our society is a very skewed reflection of what's really good. Like if you look at, the mass incarceration sure. of African Americans, like that, is not reflective of who is really I committing think that crimes. That point
0: is lost on a lot of people because they see it as a validation that look. No, if that is the dumbest, the dumbest thing. And and there's
1: a great book out there called The New Jim Crow. That oh, let me look up who wrote it. You have to have to read it if you are interested in. Um, anything that has to do with race. Like this should be the number one, uh, Michelle Alexander and what the side effects. So she says, uh, what has changed since Jim Crow has less, less to do with the basic structure of society than with the language we use to justify it in the era of colorblindness. It is no longer socially permissible to use race explicitly as a justification for discrimination, exclusion, and social contempt. So we don't rather we rely on race, we use our criminal justice system to label people of color criminals and then engage in the practices we supposedly left behind. And this is uh, if you're out there going, no, we don't. Black people are uh, the ones using more drugs. Um, actually, uh, you're not correct at all. They use drugs less frequently than uh, um, like marijuana used by whites, blacks and Latinos. Uh, there's, let's see, in 2000, the most recent info I have is 2007, um, and this is a national survey on drugs and health. Uh, the ever-used marijuana in their lifetime, 60% of the population of white people said yes, uh, under 50. So there's a 10% increase in the amount of, you know, white people versus, uh, yet, ho-ho, gosh. Torrance, California, number of white marijuana arrests per, let's see, they were like under 300, and over 2,000 for, just in Torrance, California. So it's totally freaking skewed, and you can't tell me that that isn't, has something to do with
0: uh, racial bias. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. slash podcast. Well, and in addition to the ways in which individual people um, have biases towards uh, people that aren't like them, there is systemic problems. For example, the penalty for a cocaine arrest is different than the penalty for a crack arrest, despite the fact that those drugs are chemically the same. Want to know why? Because people of color tend to do crack. I think they just recently changed that, yeah. but that is
1: how it's been. Sure, for, and the worst was the war on drugs that came out. What uh, the Reagan yeah. th- that because they they mit- labeled it a problem that was happening in inner cities, and that they labeled it a black problem, and that is absolutely incorrect.
0: I mean, and the, there are different ways that people even drug use so. I mean, how many white women in suburbia do you know that are on Vicodin? Oh, I'd
1: say a shorter list of how many I don't know.
0: Right. I mean, in sort of prescription drug use in general. Oh, that's okay. Because that's what white people do. Mm -hmm. And And I
1: hear one in three kids in suburban Orange County has tried uh, prescription pills. Yeah. And they're all white kids. Yeah. So, you you, Do
0: you feel like being on the show changed your, I don't know. Anything about race?
1: Uh, I'd say it, I got a lot of... Um, I, it makes it... I try very hard to speak out about racial issues. And when I do, I get shut down. Like, Johnny loves to call it, oh, here goes Sarah's white guilt again. Like, no, I'm just trying to raise like awareness that this is something that's going on, that, you know, there is... And this is—I'm not talking about like oh, I'm like preaching this on the church tr- We have so much downtime; we're just like sitting around discussing like you know whatever life. life. And I bring up like you know there was on this new sh- on this new show the the there was a guy who I got along with really 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 well. He's from Ari the one. His name's Devin. and he and I have very same political um, uh, leanings. leanings and we did have very intellectual conversations and educate like great conversations about the subject and and you know but it it's it's not people would rather talk about like you know who's fucking who and and blah 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 nobody cares yeah. about having an intellectual debate there but i know what you're saying um i think i think that often the show in general, um, perpetuates negative stereotypes across the board. So as blonde females being dumb, jocks being like this, and I definitely think they do it to black women. There's always
0: like the angry black whatever.
1: And I don't know if that's casting. I don't know if those people play... Uh, also, you know what I spoke in length with Cyrus about this mm-hmm. and I said, do you feel like, Oh, cause I did a, I wrote, Oh, I've totally forgot about this. I wrote a whole paper on racism in the real world. I interviewed Derek, the gay guy from, uh, he's also, and what is he? He's, I'm going to get it wrong. He's some Latino, he's either Puerto Rican or, or something, but he, I interviewed him. I can't remember now. And I interviewed Cyrus about how if they felt like they had to be more blank, you know, when they, and they all said, yes,
0: mm.
1: as Cyrus said, it was very difficult. He was a black guy who loves poetry and they did not air any of that. And they really wanted him to be like the angry black guy. And, you know, when cared he cared more like about his hip hop career than about how he was writing poetry and and was a ladies man and stuff like that. And he, he said he had, he fell into that. Like he, fell into what they had, had kind of the box they had put them in.
0: Mm. I just feel like it always struck me how much I had to learn. Like, I still feel like that because in my normal life, I was not around people of color. And then because of the show, I was exposed to it and I felt like I am part of the problem, but I don't exactly know how to fix it. Right. And it's, do you find that it's hard to incorporate like a diverse friend group or do you feel like it's easy? Cause I know you've dated some black guys and stuff yeah. like that. Like,
1: uh, you know that, and that I think comes down to the difference between like race and culture. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's really, you know, the, it's where you find yourself, like what you surround yourself with and the communities you're part of and, and uh, I think, gosh, you know, I have a lot of friends that are like, would, uh, are Latinas or Mexican or like, man is yeah. like straight from Mexico yeah. Like grew up in Compton. Like she's mother doesn't speak a word of English and she did her
0: makeup for the photo shoot. She sure she's did. awesome.
1: And she's great. And because I grew up in Southern California and there were a lot of People who were family immigrated from Mexico. Yeah. So that's what I'm around. If I grew up somewhere else that I really have, it's just who, there were no joke, two black guys at my school, mm. my high school. That's it. That's it in Orange County. Wow. And they like, <clears throat> oh my gosh, they, they were so aware of, of, you know, and kind of one of them, his name was Toby. He was my brother's friend. And he, he was so freaking funny ab- about Being the only one, I
0: guess you have to be. Yeah, you have have to to have a sense of humor, you know. That would be, but he was like, I'm
1: stealing all your chicks because (laughs) 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 he was great. I love Toby. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to the Brain Candy Podcast with Susie Meister and Sarah Rice.
0: Did you ever feel like in a circumstance where you felt like a minority?
1: Uh, ooh, good question.
0: What about when you were gay? <laughs> no.
1: I think you know the the time where I do feel it is is more sex I sexism. Like I feel and I get really angry about it. And I, it's subtle when people do it to me and I, I think about how angry I get. And then I think about what it would be like to be, you know, somebody who was, uh, experienced racism for another reason. Like, cause, okay, I went, I'll give you an example. I went to the car wash yesterday Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and the guy at the car wash was like, just being real, um, it almost felt like sexual harassment. Like, oh, oh! As soon as I pulled up, it's late. Lucky for you, it's Ladies' Day, and we're given a, a a special for. T- okay, he probably does this to every single freaking woman who pulls in there. I love when people do that. I hate it because Ann and I like hadn't had any lunch, so I was real hangry, and I was like, you motherfucker! Like, I, I just felt like he was being so creepy towards me, and it was like. And then, and then he was like doing th- like, Oh, little lady, like, Oh, look, I'll carry all. And I just don't like being treated like I can't do what you can or whatever, because I'm a win. And, and he was trying to be nice. So I wonder how many people, I you know who I, what population I think probably deals with it a lot is ha- people who are handicapped
0: mm-hmm.
1: or, you know. I couldn't imagine getting the thing. like those stairs, and you're like, like there's a guy who goes to our gym, who goes to my gym. This guy is so fucking cool. He is ripped. I mean, the I- I've never seen a man in like better shape than this guy. But he is a paraplegic. He's he's um, paralyzed from like the waist down and had some spinal injury, and he's a ballroom dancer in a wheelchair, he competes in, like, sports. That he, I see him at the gym doing one-handed pull-ups with his wheelchair tied around his waist. That's absurd. i like, oh, my God, you're so insane. But I know he's probably experienced pe- walking down the street and people looking at him and, like, oh. And then they, like, don't know to make eye contact with them. Yeah. You know, because I've done it before. I don't mean to. It's like, but you just... Do it. And we I just want to be like, saying, they only knew how fucking badass
0: this dude was. And he's probably looking at you going, you can't do a pull up and your legs work fine. Did you ever, you know that saying good intentions pave the road to hell? I think that Ooh, that's a good one. It's true, man. Like a lot of this stuff we're talking about are well-intentioned people yes. who are just wrong.
1: Yeah. Because it's this whole, that's why I said in the beginning, it's systemic. It is, <clears throat> uh, You know, the the, okay, let me look up the name of the documentary. I'm gonna find this documentary that does a really great job explaining how, especially African American males, like how culture views them, and you know, music and everything. There's definitely an image that's being shown. And I don't think it's what an individual can do. I think there needs to be change on like a huge, huge level. But I also don't think we can ignore culture, Mm -hmm. but I think you have to show all sides of culture, not just, you know, the stereotypical, like person that they expect to do that shooting. Yeah, That's
0: not fair. I noticed a couple times when I've been out with you, I've, especially with like older people, they'll make comments about your tattoos. Oh my
1: God. All the time. What but if, I ask for it. They oh. are
0: well-intentioned too, but
1: yeah, often,
0: it. but do you ever feel Sometimes like you're not? Sometimes I think again? they
1: want to say things to me to like test me a little bit. i like, Oh, well, you must have a job. Are you a hairdresser or a bartender? No, uh, none. I'm going to be a therapist. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it really, really bugs me when I get, but you know what? I did it to my, it's not like I did it because at the time, and I am absolutely aware that, that, you know, there was a part of me that felt like I wasn't getting attention or wasn't, I I wasn't being labeled. I didn't want to be labeled as one thing. So I got tattoos so I can get attention for another thing Hmm. instead of being like, Oh, Sarah, the fat chick. I was like, Oh, Sarah's covered in tattoos. And then I got positive attention. I felt like I, I felt like I, I, by getting tattoos, I didn't. I became part of a group mm-hmm. rather than cut myself off from others. Mm-hmm. So my intention was to be part of a group that would then be like, "Oh, you're tattooed too. We accept you." Mm-hmm. You know. Why do you not? Think- what Rachel or whatever that girl was doing. <laughs> Maybe I mean, if those were her intentions.
0: What, why do you think people even care about tattoos in that way? I don't think they care now. They just have this like
1: thought that I don't know. We're like, well, and I think you know the the quote unquote good girl next door doesn't go out and get a full sleeve. It's kind of like, oh, what your daddy. The weird you? thing
0: is, you really are though. I know you're not naughty at all. It's annoying. It's actually. real annoying
1: sometimes. Huh. So I, so maybe I want to do that to sh- be like, oh, yeah, now people are going to think You're I'm bad, bad to the I'm so <laughs> bad. Mm, i <I'm> bad. <laughs> I have tattoos. I'm bad.
0: And it really is funny to me because you're so nice. In fact, we did an episode recently on uh, trolls. And so I went to your page and started commenting to that lady that said, we had big foreheads. Because it was actually ah. it was actually a different person than the one that had said I had a big forehead on my page. Oh yeah, there are multiple and people. This
1: talking about you big
0: had brains. written back and were like, Oh, we have big brains, that's why we have big heads. Yeah. And that was nice of you and everything. But the thing that bugged me was she said, Y'all are making me feel good about my big forehead. L O L or Geez she said yeah, or, oh, good she, Lord or something she said like that. Like, good Lord. You guys are making me feel good about my, and I'm like, well, I don't want to say actually what I want to say, but cause I don't want, if she's listening, I don't want to make her upset, but I had some really mean things I wanted to say that. I still want to say that I won't say, but why would you say that? We obviously had our makeup done and we're trying to look pretty. Why would you say good Lord? Cause I, th- I we talked about this control nice, one. I know, I know it's not nice. But the reason that but I'm bringing you do it- that
1: to make yourself feel a little bit better and we love pointing out like the same way we talked about how we love pointing out like if somebody that we look that we hold on a pedestal just slips a little bit, we're like, ah, there you look at what you messed up. I think it's in the same vein.
0: Well, it's weird because when it was um the one on my page was so mean, it was like really to the point like you are a pathetic loser that that didn't bother me. But hers did oh, because subtle one, yeah, like, because yeah she was actually like, well, but I have a big forehead too. So it's okay for me to point out that you do. No piece of oh, shit. Oh, fat oh my pig. God,
1: what was I just, were we talking about? Yes, it was what we were talking about. With the troll thing, how, how the woman had like body, something like she was anti-bullying, but then also made a bullying comment. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the deal with that anyway, is. Anyway, I
0: just bring it up because I, when people say something about your arm or when people... It's just all of it. Why are you doing this? You know, wh- even people that came to my page about my post about the anchor woman. How do you have this much time and energy and why do you care? No, you know what? Okay. Everything comes... Something
1: has to hit a nerve. And we don't know what it is. Like, we don't know. And often... They don't know what it is either. That we are holding on to situations and memories and trauma, even if we didn't log it consciously as trauma, from years ago. So maybe there was a little girl when she was in elementary school who tormented her about her forehead or who made a comment she and didn't that even comment, have
0: a big forehead i know i'm just trying to play the other side here and explain right, to you why they're listen, doing that pollyanna i've heard enough <laughs> I mean, the point is that she shouldn't have said it that it's hurtful, and the her third post on her page was about it was a dumbass inspirational meme about oh God, we hey, we should restore people and heal them and not bring them down and judge so them. don't say mean thing. oh, why are people doing that, okay.
1: That,
0: that This is why
1: I'm saying that is that you have to under and Susie, you always say like, oh, Sarah, you're so optimistic and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because in the back of my head, I know that when people say these mean things, when people react that way it has nothing to do with you. It has it has so much more to do with them and what's going on, you
0: know? Sure. Well, in oh, like I said true. on the trolling one, I genuinely don't care most of the time, but for some reason that one, when I went to look at it after you mentioned it, I was like, what is your deal? And I... I just feel like, listen, I might have made you feel better about your forehead, but there's some other things you need to feel bad about. And I won't bring them up because I am better than you, mm-hmm. but I just don't like it. So knock it off, dummy. <laughs> uh, but anyway, you were looking up something about your tats, I thought. Oh, no. When I went on my rant. I don't know. I don't I don't remember. All right. Well, any hoodles. That's all for today. Do you have anything to add? Oh, man. I'm all mad now. Yeah. She's rude. I don't like it. Oh get We off. have such nice fans though. Normally. listen, you're a privileged
1: white girl. You have nothing to complain about. And your forehead's average.
0: <laughs> and your boobs are above average. So <laughs> shut your pie hole. That's the thing though, is that let's say you are a you're let's say you're a white rich man in America. Ugh, let's say gross. You still have pain. Yes. You know, you yes. still have things that hurt your feelings. Your- I say, ugh,
1: gross. Cause I'm kidding. Everybody out there no, who's about to like get on my case for that. I was joking. Please. No,
0: you're married to one. I, um, yeah. <laughs> but like, I just feel like we all get hurt and we, why can't, I don't know. It's just, uh, we, we should, if someone says that something is hurtful, mm-hmm. then we should acknowledge that. And say, That's exactly what yeah. I was saying
1: before. Where yeah. if the, the, if the, recipient of a comment says that it's racist it's racist that's just how it is
0: i do wish i could train my brain to do what we were saying in the other episode about how like we don't really notice all the praise but then one person says something mean and you're mm-hmm, like, oh, mm-hmm. I guess I have a horrible uh, forehead. You can work on that
1: by putting more attention to the praise, like starting to comment. Yeah, on I just do try. Those. Tell them
0: we love and them. And yeah, you do. You
1: do a great job. you got nothing to worry All about. All right, you're thanks.
0: Fine. So follow us on Instagram to fight with that piece of shit that said I had a big Brain Candy Podcast. And um, we're on Twitter, Brain Candy Pod. And our website is The Brain Candy Podcast for all the episodes. And don't forget to subscribe, 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 and tell your friends. We love you. Yeah. Bye, friends. (laughs) Cheers.